the readings are from Luke 3, starting at verse 1. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip Tetrarch of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Latinus Tetrarch of Abilene, you can tell I didn't practice this, uh, <laughs> during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe has been laid to the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might be, possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Daniel. Um, Daniel stepped in at the very last minute this morning to do our reading, and there were some big words there, so thank you. <laughs> I'm very grateful. Um, I need to start off by saying today, I've been quite poorly this week. Um, I, made, I, was, I basically went to bed Monday afternoon, and I got up on Friday evening. That was about how it went, wasn't it? Um, and so yesterday was my first day out in the real world for a long time. And I feel really cheeky, but I've been encouraged, been encouraged to... Put, do this by my husband and one of our, you know, longest standing members of church, Andy, um, 
I've got a croaky voice. And what does Jonathan have when he's got a croaky voice? Hot Ribena. Not whiskey, Eleanor. Hot, <laughs> hot Ribena. Now, as part of our staff secret Santa this year, Jonathan got this mug. Jonathan's Hot Ribena mug. He thought I'd bought it, which I didn't, but it's a brilliant present. And I was talking to people about it today, and they were like, you've got to use the mug. I don't think he's even used the mug yet, but I'm using it. So happy holidays, Jonathan. I will give it a good wash. Um, right, on we go with the talk. Um, so today we are talking about John the Baptist. Um, John the Baptist pointed the way to Jesus. That was his job, if you like. Now, um, often in the big business world, which I've never been a part of, but often people have big titles, don't they, for big jobs. So I was trying to think of what John's title might be if he was in the business world today. And so I thought he might be called assistant to the big guy. He might be called warm-up act for the main one. He might be called CEO of direction. But actually what I landed on was Jesus Pointer. Not quite so grand, is it? But I thought we might call him Jesus Pointer. And the reason for this is because in verse 15, we're told that people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. And John the Baptist answers very clearly that he's not the Messiah. He shares that um, the power Jesus has is greater than his, and he's not worthy even to untie Jesus's sandals. John the Baptist points to Jesus in all that he does. He consistently reminds people of how powerful and how special Jesus is whilst he does his own ministry. Now I'm going to look at these verses quite a lot today so it might be helpful to have a Bible in front of you either a paper one or on your um, phones but if you haven't got one that's fine. Um, We're going to think a bit about Firstly, how does John the Baptist do this? Well, verse 3 says he went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And then verses 7 to 9, he encourages people. If you can call people, if you can call encouragement, calling people a brood of vipers, he encourages people to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. So repentance and forgiveness are really important to John the Baptist and they're really important for us and that's what he's sharing with people. He encourages them to live their lives and to repent of the things that they've done wrong and we did a little bit of that this morning didn't we with the big bubbles and next week um We're talking about baptism, I think, and John the Baptist. That's why I'm not talking about that today. It's not that that's not important. It's just that that's not what I'm talking about today. So John the Baptist points people to Jesus through his teaching um, and tells them to repent and to say sorry for the things that they've done wrong. And I found a really good um, video. It's from quite a long time ago um, from a speaker called J. John. Um, And we're going to watch that and then we're going to carry on with a bit more of our talk. So let's watch this together. And this workman was leaving the factory after a day's work. And he's pushing a wheelbarrow out of the factory. Inside the wheelbarrow, there's a very small package. He's stopped by a security guard. The security guard says, what have you got in your wheelbarrow? He says, well, I've got a small box. The security guard says, I can see it's a small box. What have you got in it? He says, well, you know the sawdust that's on the floor at the end of a working day? Well, it's swept up and it's thrown away. 
Well, I needed some, so I put it in a box and I'm going to take it home. The security guard says, open your box. He opens the box, sawdust. He says, out you go. Second day, same thing. Third day, same thing. Fourth day, same thing. Fifth day, he's pushing out his wheelbarrow. Inside the wheelbarrow, there's a small box. It's the same security guard. The guard says, it's you again. What do you got in your wheelbarrow? He says, well, I've got the same as I had the other four days, sawdust. The security guard says, well, open it. He opens it, it's sawdust. The security guard says, I've just got this feeling that you're stealing something. I just got that feeling. Look, he says, why don't you tell me what you're stealing and I promise I won't report you. The man says, all right then, I'm stealing wheelbarrows. <laughs> you and I, we can be so preoccupied with a small package that we miss the big picture. Many, many times, it's the grain of sand that's in our shoe that weighs us down and we lose focus, we lose the big picture. You're stealing wheelbarrows. I thought that was brilliant. So um, what I want us to think about today, and thank you to those of you that have donated some wheelbarrows for our uh, talk, we're going to be looking at some things that each of us might carry around, things that we are trundling around our life with, I'm not saying we've stolen things, but things that we are carrying around in our lives that we shouldn't be. Um, I think a new year is a great time to have a real think about what are the things I really need to bring to God? What are the things that I really need to say sorry to him for? What are the things that I'm carrying around, trundling around that, um, that I know about, but but perhaps other people don't know about but that I need to tell God about. And how can I flip that around? How can I change those things that I'm carrying around so that they're for, for good? So I've got, uh, I need four helpers. I'll just start off with one. Just a reminder, we are streaming today. So if you come up to the front, you will be streamed. Um, can I have one helper for a wheelbarrow? Yes. Could you head to that door and trundle the wheelbarrow up? And then someone's going to help you lift it up the stage. Because when I planned the talk, I didn't think about getting wheelbarrows up here. <laughs> oh, you've got a little one, sorry. Actually, yeah. Yeah, let's lift it up. There we go, you did it. Thank you so much. Actually, you're going to have to pause for a minute because I realised I've left a little, little bit out. Is that okay? You can just hold the wheelbarrow. Um, okay, so the verses we read today um, give us some ideas of things that, that we might be wheeling about. So let's have a little look. But in these verses, there are four different groups of people. So each of these wheelbarrows represents a different group of people. Okay, so the first group of people we see is the crowd. They're in verse 11. And each of these groups of people say the same thing. They say, what should we do then? What should we do then? So the crowd come to him. They say, what should we do? What's in your wheelbarrow? Can you hold it up? So you can put your wheelbarrow down and do you want to lift the contents out? They're very nice. For the purpose of this talk, these are just shirts. It doesn't really matter what they are. So we've got two shirts. Is that right? Do you, do you like any of them? Are they particularly nice? Not really your size, are they? Um, okay, you can pop those back down. Your work is done. Thank you so much. Um, so, um, you can go and sit down as well if you want to. Um, so, our first wheelbarrow, we have two shirts. And the crowd, he, the crowd are told in verse 11, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. So, in this, with this wheelbarrow, we're being encouraged to be generous. 
Okay, the crowd are told you've got two shirts. If you've got more food than you need, be generous with what you've got. Okay, I need a second helper. Come on, you're very eager. You budge this one along. Oh, don't lose your notes. Oh, here we go. Oh, sorry, you will be needed with the next two, I promise. Thank you so much. Do you want to wheel it this way? Okay, so the second group of people we see in the Bible in these verses are the tax collectors. And they are told, don't collect any more than you're required to. Thank you so much. So tax collectors don't collect hearts, do they? Do you know what tax collectors collected? They did collect money. Super job. So tax collectors collected money. But most of us, some of us might be, most of us probably aren't tax collectors. So I thought, actually, I think about this. It's to do with being honest. Can I just borrow the cushion for a minute? Can, can, I just need to show them something and then this is perfect. So can I just borrow it for a second? So brilliant. So can you hold that arm out there? So... This is to symbolize being honest. Oh, no, don't rip them off. That will ruin the whole point. Um, this do with being honest. So when we're honest, we're sort of put, we're throwing our heart out and we're saying, this is how it is and this is who I am. Do you want to take this to go and sit down? Would that be helpful? Brilliant. So um, uh, you can borrow it. Of course you can borrow it. We've got another one. You can have one each. Um, Okay, so tax collectors and being honest. So we're, we're showing our hearts to God and we're saying, this is who I am and this is how I want to live and I want you to help me. Does that make sense? Brilliant. Okay, uh, third wheelbarrow. Uh, this needs to be some guy. Yeah, you'd be brilliant. Okay. See, this is where you're needed, Mark. Thank you so much. (laughs) Here we go. Okay, so number three is the soldiers. Thank you very, very much. Okay, so the soldiers are told, um, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Now, do you want to pick this up? This, This is a very tenuous link, I'm afraid. And you've got to hold it the right way, otherwise it doesn't make sense. So, can you hold that and show everybody? I, to do this, I found the biggest Sharpie pen I've ever found. It was like, it was chunky. Anyway, um, you might hold it still so you can see. What does that look like? A sad face. And if we flip it round, a happy face. Thank you so much. You can go and sit back down. That's it. You can leave it here if you want. You want to take that with you? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Giving away the church resources. Enjoy. Um, So, uh, soldiers are told, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. And we're going to come back to that in a minute. But being content, obviously, is all about going from being not so happy to being happy. Okay, last wheelbarrow. I feel like I've built myself a barricade. Um, Yeah, do you want to go and help? So number four. So actually, I said the groups of people all said, what should we do then? Actually, this last person didn't say that, but John still offered his advice. Um, So this is to do with Herod, and this is a really big one. Actually, I might need to move this one to make way for it. Whoa, you're strong. 
Thank you so much. Okay, so we've got these people here. Yeah, okay, we can't... Oh, well, absolutely. This one or this one? I'd like to bring this. Okay. Will you show everyone that one? What does that look like? What's in it? Can you hold up a few bits? Pizza. Yeah. Anything else different? Cookies. Yeah. Salt. That's supposed to... I think it's a pepper pot, but it's supposed to be salt. Pie. Yeah. And cheese. We've all eaten a lot of cheese over Christmas. Perfect. Do you want to pop that there? So, would we, how would you describe that food, do you reckon? Not very healthy at all, is it? And then, can I just tell everyone, can you help me with this one now? So, what's in here? Broccoli. You can have both, but for the purposes of this talk, you can only have one, I'm afraid. So, <clears throat> do you want to pop it down or do you want to take it with you to look at? Well, I'm just going to explain now. Should I explain? Is that okay? Perfect. So, um, Herod, he talks to Herod and he says, John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other th evil things that he'd done. So, these people here are supposed to show relationships. So, whether that's um, our friendships or with our family or the people around us. And then our different baskets of food are representing our healthy and are not healthy. And we have a choice to choose healthy relationships or not such healthy relationships. And so as I'm coming in to finish, I just wonder which of these areas you might fall into if you were to ask, what should I do then? What are your wheelbarrows? What are our wheelbarrows that we're trundling around? So we thought about the crowd and being generous and having two shirts. So perhaps for Christmas, you've got a lot of new clothes or books or toys. And perhaps you could be generous by giving some away to those who don't have as much. Or perhaps being generous means inviting someone around for a meal or sharing something that you have, whether that's a, a wheelbarrow or a lawnmower or your home or your time. What could you share to be generous. Secondly, we have the tax collectors who were honest. They, how, who they were encouraged to be honest, to open their arms wide and share their hearts. For the tax collectors, this was in how much money they took from other people. As I say, not many of us are tax collectors, but perhaps there's an honest conversation we need to have with someone. Or perhaps we need to tell a parent or a friend that we did something wrong and say we're sorry for that. Number three was the soldiers, and that was all about being content. We don't know why the soldiers weren't content, but we do know that they'd been accusing people falsely and they'd been taking money. I wonder if the soldiers had been blaming others for things that were wrong with them. How many of us think, if I'd just got that thing for Christmas, if I'd just lived in that place, if I'd just got that job, if life was just a bit easier, then life would be better? Me, this week, I had great plans of doing nothing but of doing Lego in front of a Christmas film every evening, seeing friends, going out to cafes. None of that happened. And I felt like God was saying to me as I was preparing this talk whilst I was ill in bed, I felt like he was saying to me, be content with what you have. I had a bed to be in. I had medicine to take to make me feel better. I had boys making me a card to cheer me up. Be content with what we have and then finally, uh, our fourth group of people, or oh, I thought I'd lost my notes, but I haven't. Um, he was talking to Herod, and there was a focus on relationships. 
Are there people we're choosing to be around that we find it hard to be like Jesus around? How could we be more like Jesus? How could we point more people to Jesus? So let's just have a moment to think about how we could be generous or be honest or be content or have healthy relationships. And then I'm just going to pray for us as we finish. Lord Jesus, I thank you for John the Baptist. I thank you that he pointed to Jesus. Help us to be people who point to Jesus too through being generous, honest, content, and choosing good relationships. We pray that 2024 would be a year that we can start well, whether we've known you for a long time or if we're just finding out about you. Would we be able to seek you as we try to be generous, honest, content, and choose good relationships? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kate.